Welcome back to Be Still Podcast. It's been quite the while that I've been off, but here we are again. So let's get right to it. All right, welcome back. It's now May 2021, about a year now since um, I recorded my first episode. We have gone through a lot with the COVID. Uh, we are now looking to be out of quarantine. We've got vaccinations. People are traveling again. The economy is back up. Things are looking up. But I wanted to start off this first episode of this year with uh, something that was very evident during the COVID quarantine and just pretty much through this whole pandemic. And I want to talk about depression and anxiety. Depression and anxiety is a real thing. Unless you've gone through it, you can't understand it. Uh, depression isn't something that we can just kind of put to the side and say, you know, sit there, I'll be back and pick you back up. Depression can come on all of a sudden. Depression and anxiety happens to all races, to all genders, to all socioeconomic statuses. It doesn't matter. Depression and anxiety have no limit. Um, I've seen people that are very successful people that have uh, really completed all the goals that they've wanted in life and still feel like they're a failure or feel like they're just not good enough. And during this uh, pandemic, I feel that this was the time for all of us to kind of, well, actually, we all just kind of came face to face with who we are. There was so much downtime um, and there was so much time where you did spend moments that you were alone just because of the quarantine and the fear of the COVID. And um, it just really made you look at yourself and say, you know, what's wrong with me? What haven't I done? So when you're sitting there and you're thinking about, you know, you know, I'm so-and-so old, you know, what have I done with my life? And before the pandemic, you could have felt that you were right on target. You were doing everything correctly but there was just something that was missing. And this is where the depression hits. It makes you feel like there's no ends to this. It makes you feel like you're falling down a dark hole and you just can't catch your breath. The anxiety that comes with the depression is overwhelming as well. And it does, it does take over your life. People will tell you, you just need to snap out of it. You know, why don't you go see somebody We'll take some pills, you know, people want that quick fix because this is the kind of society that we live in. Everything is drive through. We, we try to find things that can fix us quick, but with depression, anxiety, you really have to dig deeper and you need to find the core of why you feel like this. There are moments that you feel that it would be better to just end it, to just say goodbye to this life and take away the pain. And we have seen it time and time again that people have taken their life because the pain of depression is just too much to bear. Depression also causes chronic illnesses. It causes um, people to kind of just pull back and have no dealings with people. Uh, depression can make you feel like you're the only person in the world and there's absolutely no one that can ever love you because you weren't made for that. Um, and I'm here to say that, you know what, it's okay to not be okay, and it's okay to say that you're not okay. We can't let other people make us feel what we're not feeling. Um, if you're depressed and you're feeling like you just can't make it, you need 
to say that you're not okay so that you are able to work through this. Depression can take years, years, years to, to work on. And to be honest with you, even when you're doing great, you're having a good time, all of a sudden it will kind of come right back and say, hey, still here, you haven't taken care of me, or there'll be something that triggers you. And that's the hardest thing is learning about your triggers. Um, over the past few months, um, I, I did a very huge change. I completely uprooted my husband and myself. We sold our home, we left our jobs, and we moved from one state to the next, something that I would have never done in my entire life because I am so regimented and me having structure is what works for me. So this is how bad my depression and my anxiety was last year that I got to the point where if I felt that if I didn't make a move now, I wasn't going to be here in a year. That's just how overbearing and overwhelming my depression got. I felt that no matter what I did, I just wasn't good enough. No matter what I said, I just wasn't good enough. Uh, I looked at all aspects of my life, my work, my home, my relationships. I just wasn't good enough. And being able to uproot and change my, com my environment completely, completely starting fresh, is what's really helped my peace of mind. It has really made me look at myself and look at the areas where I was struggling the most. And now today... I can say that when I see those triggers come up, I do stop and I do to my to the best that I can, I work on them and I try to be better. Um, one of the things is I always overwhelm myself with trying to save the world and I'm not Superman and I'm surely not God. And I've learned to say, you know what? I can't save the world. I just can't do it. And it's okay. That one little section of life has really helped me out a lot. It's, it's taught me how to say no to many things. I was never the person that would say no. I now have learned how to say no. And truly one of the biggest things with depression is really taking care of yourself, really putting time into yourself and understanding that it's not selfish for you to do that, but it's a necessity. The best medicine that you can give yourself is to Come to the realization that this is what you're going through and you need to work through it. Uh, there's a lot of relationships too that you may have that just are too toxic for you. And those kind of relationships can actually put you even deeper into depression, especially when you're having self-worth, self-esteem issues as well. And again, there was a lot of relationships that I had to let go there was relationships that truly and honestly were just cut off. And when I sit here now and think about it, it was necessary for that to happen. It was necessary for my well-being. It was necessary for my future that that stopped. And the biggest relationship that I really needed to focus on was the relationship with myself. Uh, there is a physical relationship we have, an emotional relationship, and a spiritual re relationship that we have with ourselves. And the first thing that I started to work on was my emotional relationship, learning to be okay with where I was, learning to cope with uh, you know things that people say, things that were happening, 
and just understanding that the world can't go by what you want it to go. It's just, it doesn't work that way. Um, it's not a movie where I can put in a script, take out a script and make it end the way I want it to end. That's just how life is. And learning to cope has been my biggest, it's been my biggest, uh, conflict. Um, and when you do live with depression, that is one thing that you have to learn. You have to learn, learn coping skills, coping strategies. Uh, once again, learning to cope with triggers and being able to understand that these things are going to happen, but that there are ways that you can find to make them work so that you don't feel like you're going back into that depression hole. Um, but let's talk about the other side of the bridge here. It's time to honestly look at life and say, what is it that's going to make me happy? What do I need to make myself happy? Do I need to read more? Do I need to take a class? Do I need to just get up and walk more? We all have that one thing that just makes us happy. And we need to find that. We need to look at hobbies. We need to look at just stepping out and finding adventure in life. Um, and the biggest thing, and the, and the biggest thing I want you to take from this is that the number one thing you need to do is to stop living for others and start living for you. When you are able to understand that concept and live by that concept, those dark clouds, those rainy days, you'll see the sun coming through those clouds. You'll see the fog start to clear. It's so important that we listen to our hearts, listen to what our body's letting us know that there's something wrong and taking care of it. It's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to not do anything for that. Um, I, you know, in the years I've done counseling, I've done meds and none of that has worked for me. What has worked for me is standing up for myself. And that can take a lot of courage. It can take a lot of courage because it's something that you're not used to. And talking about it really does help. Um, and just really loving on yourself really does help. I do hope and pray that when you do hear this, that it does bring some solace, that it can bring you some peace to know that there is an end to this, um, that there is ways to work through this. And it doesn't have to be with ending our lives. There's still so much more life for us to live. There's still so much more that you have within yourself that this world needs to see. We've all been made special. We've all been made with gifts that other people don't have. And we need to bring those to light. Many people may not understand our message. Many people may not understand how we think, um, the things we write, the things we talk about, but that's okay. Because there is someone out in this world that needs to hear your story, that needs to hear your struggle so that, that they know on the other side of this bridge, there is peace. And there is a life that can be fulfilled. So I pray that you will find your peace. I pray that you will reach out. Whatever you do, don't stay within. It's very lonely when you do that. Speak up for yourself. Have courage to come out. Take care of yourself and remember, be still and listen to God because he's always talking. 